Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks, that's, that's where it all starts, because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz. I am joined by my dude, Tony, a.k.a. Tony on Tap, and we are here to recap a 9 nothing win over the Oakland Athletics. White Sox come out tonight and uh, score a lot of runs. Before we get into this one, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap. At on tap sportsnet, following Tony at Tony on tap and me at Buzz on tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. And go to Grandstand, any socks gear that you need or Chicago sports gear, go check out Grandstand. You can follow them on socials at Grandstand Socks or go to GrandstandSocks.com. Tony, uh, socks score a lot of runs today, but uh, a lot of concern also. Um, from this game and, and, and how it kind of started off for the athletics. First of all, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute, but how you, how you doing tonight, man? Hey man, uh, tough one to watch. Um, you know, just considering, uh, the, the, the play that happened, I think we'll talk a little bit about that to, through the night. Uh, you, you just, you, you fucking hate to see something like that happen, uh, on the baseball field. Uh, nobody plans for things like that to happen. Uh, buzz it's, it's, unfortunately a, a risk that happens within the, within the sport. But, um, you know, overall I'm, I'm happy with how the White Sox played. Uh, still very concerned uh, as, as somebody who's been on the mound, uh, who's somebody who's, who's had some close calls with comebackers in, in my playing days. Uh, it, just scary stuff. And I think my mind is, has been more on that situation and just hoping that uh, Chris Bassett's okay. Uh, than a lot of other things, but there were some good White Sox takeaways and we'll get into those too. But uh, just for me, really, man, like that, that stings, that hurts. That's, that's where my mind is at right now. Yeah. It was really hard to enjoy the game after that happened. Um, at least that's how I felt. I'm sure there, like you pointed out, you know, you had a little bit of trouble focusing on, on it afterwards. I, I, I had a hard time enjoying the game. Like, cause like, I felt like, should I cheer when, you know, like they were doing well, like I didn't, because I felt like terrible for what happened to him. And then to read online that his family was there as well. Like his wife, his parents, his kid like that. I mean, just, you can't make that shit up. So, um, you know, it was just honestly, like I had a hard time enjoying the game afterwards after that happened. I mean, I'm super excited. The Sox won and how they did it. I mean, just dominant fashion, you know, but still at the end of the day, I mean, that was a, uh, it was a hard hit that he took and, Ah man, you just like I said, you want to see stuff you, like that, you know? You don't, you don't. It, it, it's it's a it's a little bit different than you know, like seeing somebody roll an ankle or uh, somebody that uh, you know comes up lame after running to face it. This this was something that you know you can argue whether or not it's avoidable. You can argue whether or not that uh, 
you know, he, he, he could have come off the mountain. I think that for me, what really hits home a little bit is the fact that I, I don't know if you've heard it, but I've heard Steve Stone over the past five broadcasts. I'm not trying to get into a Steve Stone argument with you here. Uh, over the past few broadcasts, man, like Steve Stone has really talked a lot about how pitchers should be responsible for having their glove be able to protect you above the belt. And, you know, he didn't go to that one. I think obviously you, you don't want to really dig into that, but, you know, he comes off, the, off of that pitch and leaves himself vulnerable to something that's just absolutely tragic. And it, it, it was really hard for me to get through the rest of that game, man. I'm, I'm just going to be really honest with you. It, it, it wasn't, wasn't just your normal injury and, and nothing but the best wishes for uh, him and his family and, and just, you know, the, the whole Oakland Mays organization, uh, you could tell that they didn't have any life throughout the rest of this game. So it was, it was kind of hard, man. I'm, 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 I'm kind of beat up over it. Yeah. You know, what's funny um, right now, Tony, now that we're talking about it, is Tony Russa actually tweeted three minutes ago uh, saying that both teams concerned for Chris made the game's importance a distant second. Um, I, that's just high class. That is very opinion. high class. That's just high class. Um, and he's absolutely right. Like, I mean, we're sitting here talking about his fans, how, and I mean, guys that live and breathe this team. And I know we're talking about this heavily, but I mean, these guys that live and breathe this team, not feeling satisfied after a win because of what happened and not satisfied. Maybe that's not the right word. I mean, of course we're happy he won. We, they won, they won, but more so is like it's not it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things when somebody gets hurt like that and uh our thoughts and prayers uh are with Chris Bassett and I hope he's okay um you know they said he was uh awake and stable I mean he looked like he was awake the whole time um but the, he's at a hospital we obviously don't know which one hopefully he's okay and um you know he gets the care that he needs to come back eventually and be you know as good as he's been this year because he has been very good and it's uh just a damn shame to see that happen so um you have anything else on that before we kind of just move on into some scoring here because i like i said i mean i know it's it was it's kind of hard to talk about i just know you know it, it absolutely is hard to talk about i don't have i don't have much else to say on it outside of i hope he's okay um the the scenes on tv obviously were were horrific enough and if you were tuned into this ball game you saw it but um, again, like the, the first thing before anything, baseball has to be talked about. Um, yeah, that's just a scary thing. Former White Sox uh, member of the organization and, and just somebody who is having an excellent year uh, for the Oakland A's. And, and you know, uh, we're, we're all about competitiveness. We're all about winning baseball games. We love seeing our team win. I think that there's some things that are, are definitely bigger than baseball and, and anybody's health and well-being. Um, just as a human being comes before any of that. And, and I just want to make that, you know, clear, you know, before we get into the White Sox just having an excellent offensive night that, you know, we touch on this because I think it's important. I think that there's going to be discussion about protection for pitchers in this game. And I think that they're, they're, they're rightfully should um, at the same time they're, you know, baseball must go on. So, and baseball did go on for the rest of the night buzz and, and let's get into that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, first inning starts off slow there. Uh, no runs. We're getting to the runs because the second inning is, um, you know, when it really picked up. Now, Bassett, before he was taken out of the game after the the injury, I believe he had let up like two hits in a row. Um, 
And then the White Sox just started to pour it on from their tone. Um, you know, Vaughn singles the right. That'll score Eloy Jimenez and Mancada. Goodwin will get to second. Then uh, Jake Lamb comes up, and he hits a three-run bomb. Um, Lamb homers the center field, 415 feet. That'll score Vaughn and Goodwin. Um, then in the fourth, Abreu comes up. He homers the left. That'll score Jake Lamb after a walk. And um, Cesar Hernandez after a single there. And then in the sixth inning, Anderson tripled the deep left center, and that'll score Zach Collins. So that makes it 9 nothing, and that was the final score of the game. So all the scoring stopped in the bottom of the sixth inning. But the White Sox bats remained hot through all the innings. They uh, they had 11 hits tonight. Um, they were 4 for 7 with runners in scoring position, which is something that we'd like to see after the stats that we you and I had read off on Sunday together, um, you know, kind of recapping that weekend there. So, um, I was pretty happy to see that, you know, I mean, Sox just came out and pounced. Um, and it was great to see, it was great to see that offense, you know, putting the bat on the ball, doing some good things and, uh, providing the ultimate run support for a guy who didn't need any tonight in Ronaldo Lopez. No. And that's something that else I want to talk about too, is Ronaldo Lopez definitely, uh, came out and threw a great baseball game today. And that's kind of something that gets lost in this offensive outpour, um, as well as, you know, all their events that transpired during the night buzz, but Reynaldo Lopez looked great. Um, he was something that I was concerned about, uh, coming to this game, uh, heavily, uh, just, you know, the fact that he's got to replace Carlos Rodon, who's been excellent in this rotation so far this year. And then you get, uh, this kind of start against a playoff caliber team that, uh, the White Sox have had trouble playing against teams of that caliber, whether or not you believe uh, the White Sox can beat good teams or not. Um, this was this was a test for Reynaldo Lopez, and he obviously rose to the occasion and had a great start tonight, Buzz. I, I, I'm curious your thoughts on him. Uh, he looks more lively. Um, he looks more confident. You, do you remember that stretch that he put together against the Royals and the Tigers back in 20, was that 18 or 19, 2019, where he, I mean, he struck out 14 from the Tigers to start before that against the Royals. He was bad, even bad as hell. I mean, when I say bad as hell, I mean, he was fucking badass is what I'm, it was what I'm saying. Um, I felt like that swag was turned up to 10 and it's been turned up to 10 since he's come up this year. I feel that his fastball has good movement. And I feel like his slider, his, his break has, I mean, he, he's pitching very, very well. And I don't know if that's cat's magic. Um, I have nicknamed him a slow instead of Raylo right now, because he's just pitching like a madman and it's good to see. It's good. Um, I, you know, again, I'm not a, I'm not a coach in the MLB. I'm not sure how they fix him with the mechanics and what they're, they did for him or what Ethan Katz has done for him or anybody else involved in helping him. But Ronaldo Lopez looks like he wants to be here. Um, it looks like he belongs here and I'll tell you something right now. He, I trust having the ball in his hands right now. This is a good do team. You, this is a good you, Oakland athletic team. Do, do you, do you trust him long-term? I mean, let's, let's, let's just think about some small sample size. You, you notice here. how I said right now, right now, right now you do. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still skeptical a little bit of, of Reynaldo Lopez because we've seen stints. Reynaldo Lopez has been absolutely lights out. And I thought that he, you know, the, the kind of guy that has the potential to be an excellent bull piece for this team. Um, and, you know, having him back in the starting rotation, just, you know, it's like, okay. Um, you know, I don't know. A lot of people want to go to Kopech. I don't think that that's, you know, your right answer right now. 
Um, you're just trying to get through things. I think that the divisional lead kind of affords them the opportunity to, uh, you know, play around with some things. And if Reynaldo Lopez wants to come out here and, and, and be excellent, go right on ahead. I know we, we can talk about the LASIK surgery and, and all this other stuff that he's had. Um, and it's amazing what you can do uh, when you can actually see as aware of contacts. I know both of us are. Um, yeah. yeah. So like there, there's so many things that you can, you can get into here with Reynaldo Lopez, but overall, like I'll, I'll take this with, with somewhat of a grain of salt and, and just continue to prove it to me because you can start to make arguments and I don't want to be the guy that comes out here first and is like, okay, like, well, he should replace Dallas Keuchel in the rotation. Oh, call I don't, call, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy because I yeah. don't think that that's something he's earned yet. Uh, but you know, let, let's string a few of these together and see where we wind up. He got LASIK in the off season, didn't he? I'm not actually sure when it took place. Um, yeah, because I mean, but if you look, remember, there's an article I wrote. Where, where, where could you find that? On tapsportsnet.com. Oh, thank you. And I gave the Charlotte numbers that he had. And Tone, if you remember, they weren't good. They weren't good. So, I mean, if the LASIK, I mean, I, if the LASIK was super recent, I mean, but don't you need recovery time from that? I don't know. Yeah, I, just a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's, I've never had, I've never had it. I, I haven't had I, it. I members, of my fam- members of my family have. Yeah, I um, wish I could get it. I hate wearing contacts and glasses. Drives me nuts. But, I mean, he's just, he's been pitching lights out, Tony. I mean, that's just, uh, if you look, he's got .5 B-War already this year in 10, in 10 games, 20 innings pitched. He's got 22 strikeouts. A 0.75, you know, whip, uh, 1.35 ERA. I mean, he he's looking really good. I mean, he's you know he's walked five in the 20 innings. He's he struck out 22. Like I said, um, you know he he's playing real well. He's pitching he's p- pitching the ball well. And I don't know if it's going to stick or not, but I like what I'm seeing right now, and I feel a lot more confident with him right now than I do a guy like Matt Foster or something like that. But how they did it tonight, how Tony and, and, and the squad got it ready to go tonight, which was Lopez, Burr, and Wright, absolutely love that. No meat of the bullpen had to be used here yep. tonight, um, keeping everybody fresh because you have a lot of games and a lot of days coming up here, man. There's no off There's no off day here. You know, you're, this is a four-game series against Oakland right into Tampa, and I believe it's Toronto right after that. I mean, you are in the – thick of things here and um you know uh, i love what we saw is basically my point i love what i saw from ronaldo i, I you know um we get into a whole debate you know if, if he's going to be good or not you know going forward i think it doesn't have to be a debate because you and i are just both kind of indifferent to it hopefully he is hope you know <laughs> hopefully it works out but uh like like what i saw tonight man like what i saw tonight love what love what i saw tonight from him i think that you know there, there is instances where Reynaldo Lopez is an effective major league pitcher. There, yeah. are, there are instances where you can say that he's effective. And I mean, this is a guy that was a highly regarded prospect uh, that we we got out of a great trade uh, that Lucas Giolito came back in as well. So, you know, if he if he does end up working out for this team, by all means, yeah, awesome. If, if 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 he doesn't, you know, it, it is what it is. But I think that he's got the stuff. That, that can play at the major league level. I don't know if it's as a starter that's going to get through the order three times, uh, but man, you can give him an inning or two and give him the ball, whether that's in the bullpen or in a spot start. That's hey, that's death, baby. Let's ride. No, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree with that. Um, a couple other little interesting tidbits. 
uh, Johnny texted to us. You said it was in your notes. It was in my notes. Four, four innings of uh, ending in double plays for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Sox defense seemed to be on point. Really happy Tim did not get charged with an error there in the, what was it, the sixth. Uh, when that ball was scorched to, uh, towards him there, he didn't get charged, which was real, real good. I was happy to see that. Um, Sox defense played well. I mean, dude, this was a pretty much, I mean, this would have been a great baseball game to talk about pod and electric podcast. If, you know, uh, Bass didn't get hurt like he did, um, you know, and, and everything like that. Sox played an absolute, absolute fantastic fucking game. But like I said, that every, everything I'm talking about still looms over my head of what I'm going to remember the most about this game. You know, so, um, but yeah, everybody did well, man. I mean, like I said, 11 hits strung together. Um, Tim's at 300 again. He had dipped a little bit below it at 300 again. Uh, Jose Abreu, I believe now, Tony, leads, uh, I want to say he leads the MLB in RBI. Like, I want to say that. Am I wrong? Uh, you're going to have to stat check yourself there, bud. I, I got it. I got it. Will you talk while I do that? You're going to have to stat tech yourself. And while he's doing that, I mean, Jose Abreu <laughs> has just absolutely turned it up in August. I mean, let's, I, I can, I could talk about Jose Abreu all day, MVP shit. Um, we got Sockside Mike coming in here saying he's tied with 89. Yeah, he's um, tied with 89. Yeah, with Jose, Abreu, Jose Abreu, this was a guy that, uh, I mean, traditionally we're, we're sitting there every year saying, I mean, is the drop off coming? Is the drop off coming for Jose Abreu? And it just, it never seems to come because. Such impressive late summers, and I know you can throw last year out as the outlier buzz, but I mean overall, like this is this is his time, this is his time to shine, and it has been almost every year. Yeah, I want to point out something about his August uh, uh, this year in 2021 here. Tone uh, Jose Abreu has a batting average of 317, an OBP of 359, a slugging of 717, with 19 hits, seven home runs, 12 RBIs, 12 runs scored in 15 games in August. Jose Abreu is uh, absolutely tearing it up. That's MVP shit. That's yeah, MVP that, shit. Yeah, that's what he is doing. He's got a 1.076 ERA, or I'm sorry, OPS. I mean, he's got an ERA. He's got an ERA. Yeah, he's got an ERA. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. Did Yerman hit a bomb off him? Yeah, Yerman hit a bomb. Jesus, H. Yeah, he's been absolutely fan fucking tastic this month. Um, you know, total base is 43 for him. Extra base base hits 10 in, in 15 games here. I mean, electric, just absolutely electric. Jose Abreu's back. He is. Uh, and again, Sockside Mike in the comments, he's turned it up when Eloy came back, and that isn't a bad thing. Uh, I think some of that could be attributed to a little bit of lineup protection for Jose Abreu as well. Taking the and pressure I, off a little bit. Takes, well, not only takes the pressure off a little bit. I mean, are you, who, who are you going to pitch to? Is it Jose Abreu or Eloy Jimenez who's hitting right. right behind him? And Eloy's hitting his fair share of bombs. So if you're if you're an opposing pitcher, you've got to take your 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 pick your spots here. Like, who are you yeah. going after? Yeah. You got two powerful right-handed hitters in the box back-to-back in this lineup. And, you know, you go down the one through seven most nights is just, I mean, it looks like murderer's row for everybody. So any of these guys can leave the ballpark. Any of these guys can do damage. And, you know, as the lineup has gotten back healthy, Buzz, it's become a problem for opposing pitchers. And you, you saw it yesterday. You saw it today. You saw it, uh, even against the Yankees, um, Dude, this team can get themselves back into a ball game or take control of a ball game very quickly. So, um, 
yeah, once you add Yasmani Krantal back to this thing, it's it's going to look awesome. Just yeah, stay healthy. He, Just stay healthy. He, and he started his rehab assignment in um in Charlotte two night two night he started it. So um you know Yaz is very very close to to being back, and that'll be the first time that the core has been together all year once he returns. It will, and that's that's kind of scary to think about because you didn't have Eloy to start the year. You didn't have, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if you want to consider Nick Madrigal part of it. You you had him out for stretches. You've had Yasmani Grandal out for stretches. You've had uh, Luis Robert down for a considerable amount of time as well. Uh, Jose Abreu has left the lineup for a few days, which was uncharacteristic after the collision with Hunter Dozier earlier this year, you've had more injuries on this team than anything else. So for them to finally get back to full strength and you can't really expect, I I don't know about you, but like I didn't really expect them to stay all healthy throughout the year, but the fact that we're so close to getting them back to full health right at the right time in the year is very exciting to me. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like, um, damn it. It looks like um, freaking uh, uh, Yasmani Grandal did not play tonight, Tone. Charlotte got rained out. They did. Yeah. Well, I was just looking at the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was well, trying I, to figure out what he did tonight, and I, I yeah, saw I was that they got rained out. just looking to see what he did tonight. Uh, but Jake Berger is going to be back for the doubleheader tomorrow, so that's good. To have, you know, he had a little bit of an injury. Um, yeah, but absolutely. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for the quarter to get back together, man. Uh, no weakness pretty much anywhere in this lineup. And, and I love that. I, I just, I can't wait to see it. The pitching has been pretty much on point. Let's get this lineup consistently hitting. And then, you know, like you said, having protection for some of our big boppers, which is going to help them make them feel more comfortable in that lineup. Uh, World series, man, you already know my feelings on it. I could be a dead horse all day. I don't really have much else left on this game. Unless you do go ahead and touch on it. Um, but I, I really don't. Have- I don't have much else either. Like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to continue to spin here uh, and, and, and talk about things that, uh, you know, it, it feels good to win uh, again. It, it feels good to win, but I, I just kind of want to get past this one, yeah. get some positive news uh, yeah. about Chris Bassett and then, and then move on from there. So sorry about some of the just kind of down feelings on this. I, yeah, it's only I, a, this is a tough one to do, honestly. Yeah. It's 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 a natural reaction. It's like I said, you you want to come on here and you want to cheer, right? And yes. you and you want to be happy about it. But at the same time, like I don't know this guy, I don't know Chris Bassett, but I mean, seems like a good dude from everything I've read. And we just saw him get seriously injured, you know, a couple hours ago during a game that we love that we're watching. And it just kind of it it's hard to talk about. It sucks. Like I don't know. I, I hope he's okay. I hope he's not experiencing any problems there. And you don't know but you watched it happen and it's just something hard. Like I said, you know, of course I was happy when a you hit a dinger or, or when Jake lamb hit a dinger, of course I was stoked, but I, I, I wasn't jump off the couch happy. Like I usually am because all I can think about is that dude and his kids and his, and his wife that were at the game and make it and hoping he's okay. You know, it's yeah, traumatic. you know, you don't, you just don't, you don't want to see shit like that. That's, that's kind of where I'm at too. And, and <sighs> as soon as we get the news that he's okay, I'll feel a lot better and I'll have probably a ton of energy to do my normal buzz shit where we're laughing and going nuts and whatever. But it's just like right now I keep, I'm not going to lie to you. I keep searching his name on Twitter, you know, just hoping and and praying. I see something that he's going to be fine. There's nothing wrong with him. He just got to, you know, he's got to, 
maybe a broken nose or something. And, a, and a maybe, you know, I mean, cause I'm trying to be realistic about it. I think something had to break. So, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, broken nose, something. That's why you saw the blood. He's going to be all right. He'll make a full recovery in, you know, a couple weeks, you know, that's what I'm hoping to see. But that's dude, that's exactly what I'm hoping to see too. It's like, I, I, and you feel bad at this point in time. You're like, you're hoping it's just a broken nose or you're well, right. I hope just, it's nothing realistically, but you know, but then you, you look at the reality of it and it's a hundred mile an hour, a hundred mile an hour off the bat and it hit the dude square in the face and he was down and you didn't see his face and all this other stuff. And I, man, it, it's, it's, it's so hard to just get through the rest of that game with the same level of emotion as a fan and not get upset about things. It's like you, you watch a Bray, you hit the home run or you, or you see, you know, uh, just, you know, the Sox pile it on and, and, and you want to cheer as a fan because the game's got to go on. The game has to continue. This is just, it, it's, it's very hard. Yeah. And it, it is sports, very hard when you, when you watch injury in sports, no matter what sport you like to watch, no matter what, you know, team you're cheering, if it's your team or another team, when you see something serious happen like that, especially to like the head, it, it, it's very concerning, you know, uh, and it, you can't enjoy the rest of the game. I, I was at the Johnny Knox injury for the Chicago bears back in like 2015 or something. 2014, 2015, I think it was, maybe it was earlier than that, but I mean, he bent like a U. It was just, you couldn't enjoy the game from there on out. You know, I was at the Derrick Rose ACL tear game. Obviously I wanted to go play on 90, you know, I mean, it was terrible. You know, like it's just these things that you see somebody's life who could be drastically changed in an instant, just hard to talk about. So I don't want to, uh, we, like I said, we, we don't want to beat a dead horse here. We're just trying to tell everybody why we're not popping bottles and cracking them. Like we usually do is we just want to make sure the guy's okay. Hopefully he is. And you know, um, we're going to move on now, though. We'll move on again. Uh, awesome win for the Sox. Tomorrow, um, this will be the third game of the series. Sox are obviously up 2 nothing in this series right now. 7-10 start for the uh, Sox against the Athletics tomorrow will be Cole Irvin, who is 8-11 with a 3.52 ERA, 135 and a third. He's pitched. He's let up 135 hits. He's struck out 96, walked 25, and let up 11 log balls against... Lance Lynn, 10 and 3, 2.26 ERA, 119, 230 innings pitched. He's led up only 89 hits, 137 have struck out, 37 walks. He's led up 12 long balls. That is the pitching matchup tomorrow. Let's go, White Sox. I mean, they've they've handled business two days in a row. Um, obviously, uh, you know. Still, still not a lot of energy for me, but let, let, let's let's hope that tomorrow's game comes with with some good positive news, and we can get back to what we're we're normally used to. Buzz, I, I'm just I I'm, I'm happy with the way the White Sox have played. Um, I'm happy with uh, what we've done so far this series. Let's keep the offense alive, uh, give them some help, and let's go win another ball game. I think that uh, they put themselves in a good position to sweep this series and kind of change some narratives about, you know, playing good teams and, and coming off of what was a tough end to the series against the Yankees. Um, let's go out there and win another ball game tomorrow. Absolutely. Can I can I read you a stat before we do our picks to click? Sure, let's do it. Okay, so you know how you're saying about, like, you know, you, we want to beat good teams, right? And, like, that narrative that's surrounding the White Sox, all these people that are c- consistently talking shit about how we're not doing well against 500 yeah. teams or better. The Brewers, as of yesterday, were 26-26. and 26 against 
500 or better teams, okay? The Yankees are 36 and 36. The Dodgers are 30 and 29. The Phillies are 39 and 40. The A's are 22 and 32 as of tonight. The Mets are 31 and 35. The Blue Jays are 36 and 39. Braves are 34 and 38. How come that narrative doesn't surround anybody else like it does the White Sox? Because, is it, it because of the division? I don't is know that, if it. The, I don't know if it does. It might be partially because of the division buzz, but I think that you know we don't live and breathe in their inner Twitter circles and and just the the same circles that we do with the White Sox. So now, it's hearing that, does that make? Does that make? I mean, I already knew how you felt about it, but if you had the opinion that they couldn't beat good teams and you were concerned about it, would something like that make you feel better, or is that just kind of in, are you indifferent to it? You know, that, that's a tough question. Like, is it like I, perspective? It is perspective because guess what? Good team. Like, so I, I just go back to, you know, good teams play good teams. And when two good teams play, whoever's better that night is going to win. Um, you know, you get to the whoever playoffs. And then scores you, the most yeah, whoever scores the most. Whoever scores the most. We go back to this and it's like, I love that analysis. I love yeah. it because it's so fucking simple. Whoever scores the most runs is going to win. Right. Like, right. You, you prevent the runs from crossing the plate and you score more, you're going to win the game. The like, Sox should just sounds, simply score more runs it, than their opponent. It sounds so dumb, but it's true. <laughs> it sounds so fucking simple. It and it is. It is really fucking simple. It is. Score yeah. more runs. If your offense is hot that night, great. If your pitching's on, great. Like, it, it dumb the sport down as much as you need to, just run. With bats aren't if your bats aren't hitting, and you know you you've got a guy who goes out there and throws seven scoreless, you're still not going to fucking win the game, right? So you you need to just have it on that given night. And when you have two good teams, sometimes you're going to beat each other, right? And, and like so I said, I was just trying should to bring wind up perspective to it. But you know, good good teams should wind up around five hundred against each other. That's uh, yeah, that, that that's 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 normal. That's right. normal. And sometimes you're going to have a little bit of trouble playing against other good teams. Why, Doesn't mean you're you going to match up against. Baseball's a hot streak when you get into October. You know, why do you think that whoever's hot is going? You know, that's, like that's why that's why people that's say that. That kind of, I mean, I I, I kind of say the NBA you could usually fucking kind of pick. Well, um, the NBA, yeah. the NBA might be the outlier there because yeah. whoever's got the superstar is gonna win. Right. Because right, one right. player can actually take control of a game. In baseball, you can't you can't really do that. And then I'm a Bears fan, so I don't really sniff the postseason very often because you know well, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. That. I'm a glutton for punishment, Tone. I'm, I'm but, sorry for that. Yeah, you know, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, I just wanted to like kind of give perspective to the people that were you know saying like, "Hey, man, their record against uh, 500 teams or better sucks." Well, take that with you a little bit. Think about it. And uh, you know, if your opinion stays the same, then it stays the same. If it, if it changes a little bit because you see that other above 500 good teams struggle against 500 teams because that's what happens when good teams play each other. Uh, it's competitive baseball. Um, that's why there's 162 games in a season for baseball. And, you know, um, you find out who the best is when you play the best. So it is what it is. But uh, Tone, pick to click tomorrow. Pick to click. Pick to click for tomorrow, Buzz. Uh, you know, Jake Lamb hit a homer tonight again, too. And I, I Jake Lamb. It's Jay Clam. Oh, we're doing Jake Lamb. I like. Are we going to have this argument over who he is? Is he Rake Lamb or is he Jake Lamb? I don't know. It just sounds like a good T-shirt to me. Jake Lamb or Rake or or Rake Lamb. You you take your pick. Sounds like good. Are you picking it? Um, 
I want to, but I don't know if he's going to be in the lineup. I don't think he'll be in the lineup two days. I don't think he'll be. I go Andrew Vaughn. I don't think I've gone Andrew Vaughn like at all this year. No, you took Gavin Sheets for about a month straight. So I did, uh, and I still (laughs) miss him. I know you do. I I know you do. It'll get better. He'll he'll be back. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, I'm gonna go. I took Mangata tonight. Um, I've been taking TA a lot lately as well. Man, and I don't want to take Eloy because he's been raking. Why don't you? I'm gonna take Sebi. I'm gonna take Sebi. Okay. I want to just. I want to spread the love around a little bit. You have to. Yeah, I want to spread the love around a little bit. You said you hadn't taken Vaughn in a while. You want to spread some of that love? I'll spread some of mine. Go give it to Sebi. So I'll take Sebi tomorrow because I know he'll be catching because Lord knows Tony Tony ain't going to have Collins in the lineup two days in a row. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. So, um, yeah, that's that's basically all I got, Tony. You got anything else before we ride on out here? I don't have anything else. Uh, you know, like once again, like prayers up to Chris Bassett, family, Oakland A's, everybody else who's yeah. there. Um, hope that turns out all right. Uh, it's going to be tough to fall asleep after watching that. Yeah, uh, I echo the same sentiments there. You know, prayers uh, Chris Bassett and his family. Hope he's okay. Hopefully, we get news sooner rather than later that he's all right. And uh, hopefully, it's very minor. Um, hopefully, it, it looked worse than what it actually is. That's what the hope is here at Sox on Tap that he'll be okay. I'm sure everybody else echoes those same sentiments as well. We'll be back tomorrow in some sort of capacity after the Sox beat the Oakland Athletics to go up 3 0 in the series. Everybody be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for our Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet. Following Tone at Tony on Tap and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Check out Grandstand. Any socks threads, any Chicago sports threads you need, you can check out Grandstand. If you're by the ballpark, just walk on over or go to grandstandsocks.com and follow them on socials at Grandstand Socks. We'll be back tomorrow. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.